0: What do you get when you take nine high school students with limited to no hiking and camping experience and send them to New Mexico for a week in the mountains? Hi, I'm Matt Folks, and welcome to this week's C-10 podcast. With the right leaders, you have a life-changing trip and memories that linger for years. And this week, you're going to hear from one of those leaders, Avery Van Zee, who's been leading groups for Wilderness Trek for the past two summers. We'll talk about how leadership looks for a trip like that, and just why this young man made such a connection with our C-10 students and mentors that he wanted to drive three hours to hang out with them. That's coming up next on the C-10 Podcast. It's a special guest and a special time for us with C-10. As we record this, we're doing it on a Saturday night and just a few minutes ago some of our c10 students who went to wilderness trek many of you might have supported that and we appreciate that uh, avery van z was one of our guides uh, for wilderness trek and we're going to get into his background a little bit but he came to town he lives up in iowa part of the time he lives in new mexico and uh, so avery thank you so much for uh, for doing this thank you for doing this podcast but thank you for coming and spending time with our kids tonight
1: yeah thanks for just uh, inviting me down and um giving me this opportunity
0: The reason I want to get Avery on the podcast is just to talk through a few different things. And and I want, uh, you know, again, many of you support what we're doing with our students in C10. I wanted you to hear from an outside perspective who had had a chance to spend a week with our students, uh, a pretty intimate uh, full week with our students. And we'll kind of get into some of that. But uh, at the same time, he had an interesting major in school. And uh, so we're going to talk about leadership from his standpoint as a guide uh, for Wilderness Trek and uh, somebody that uh, is trying to make a difference for students in New Mexico. So uh, with that, Avery, I did give you kind of a warning that we start these with kind of pregame batting practice. Right. And uh, hopefully, so we, we went to Wiffle at the hollow today and I threw Avery some pitches and uh, they were not good. So hopefully some pitches I throw here will be a little bit better softballs for him. So uh, with that, question number one, uh, my hero growing up was?
1: Hero growing up was my dad just always seeing him at the fire station. I remember uh, just going to the fire station on Saturday mornings, starting fire trucks with him, um, going to fill him up with gas, you know, climbing all over them, playing on them, and messing around with all the hoses and just probably climbing on stuff I probably shouldn't have been on at the time. But uh, the firehouse was big, and it was exciting, and I just liked going in there. And so I just really looked up to him uh, a lot at that time, so... Yeah, I'd say my dad was my hero growing up.
0: Okay. Question number two, my favorite movie of all time is?
1: Um, I would have to say The Departed. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Very good. Mm -hmm. Question number
0: three, uh, my guiding principle in life is, or my motto in life?
1: My motto in life is chase adventure and treat everyone with respect.
0: And question number four: If I could meet one person in history, it would be.
1: Matt, these are supposed to be like easy questions. These I mean, with. you've
0: cruised through these.
1: <laughs> Man, if I could meet anybody, growing up, I watched um, Payne Manning a lot, so I'd probably say Payne Manning.
0: All right, very good. So where you? Where in Iowa did you grow
1: up? Uh, I grew up in a uh, small town in South Central Iowa called Pella, about. 40 miles east of Des Moines. It's a small little Dutch town, probably eleven to 12,000 people. So.
0: so I've heard of Pella Windows, is it Tanda? right?
1: Yeah, so Pella Windows, the headquarters, is actually in yeah Pella, Iowa. So, you know, that's where the name and everything comes from. Yeah, it's just a small little Dutch village. Um, people came from the Netherlands originally, and our town kind of sprouted out after that. So we just hold tight to our Dutch roots and, um, yeah, enjoy it.
0: Very cool. So here's how we we first met Avery, and and we're going to kind of get into his background a little bit more, but you might remember, you've probably seen it on social media, and again, some of you might have supported this financially, but uh, we took a group of nine students and four adults to New Mexico last summer for a trip with Wilderness Trek. It was a life-changing trip. We didn't know what to expect, and and part of the reason we wanted to do it is just to get the students out of their comfort zone, and and come to find out, I think we had only one, maybe two students who had seen the mountains before that. We had had only one that had been uh, camping before, and they're spending, I guess, four days basically in the in the mountains in the backcountry. They're hiking. Um, we'll just say it's very primitive, and <laughs> that's uh, a good way to say it. It is, <laughs> um, but it's it's a life changing experience. And our students who went on that trip are closer today than they were before the trip. And we had two outstanding guides. Avery was one of them, and then Callie, who was a a student at a school in Colorado. But um, one thing that impressed me was was just, it it was obvious early on that Avery really commanded the group. And and I'm thinking, Avery, I mean, you've been doing this for, you did it for two years, and you're going to be going back, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But what made you want to do this, and what made you think, yeah, you know what, I can lead, Trips, I can lead groups in the backcountry.
1: Mm-hmm. Growing up, like, I've always kind of, like, seen myself as a leader. Um, always love to, you know, be the guy on, um, Any of the sports teams that I competed in, um, I wanted to be known as the guy who, you know, was hustling, who wasn't going to give up a play, who was always shaking hands, lifting up teammates, um, everything like that. I kind of wanted to be like the big energy guy on um, the team like that. And growing up, I loved spending my time outside, you know, going exploring out in the woods when I wanted to, going hunting and fishing with my friends, trying to be like Bear Grylls in middle school and, you know, making my (laughs) own fire with flint and steel and... Just have a couple just fun stories with that just me and my buddies um, just trying to survive so to say out in the backyard but just growing up taking trips with my friends going out and seeing stuff I kind of fell in love with like the mountains and just the challenge that it brings out there um, and, that, and how it kind of just like strips you down and um, how it, you just kind of find yourself out there so growing up I just had a lot of coaches that I looked up to um, just competing in all sorts of different sports um, tell me that they saw leadership qualities in me and believed in me a lot and so that just gave me confidence to just you know try to learn and become the best leader I can on the sports field Um, but leading in you know sports is one thing but I believe leading in life is better.
0: What does that word in leadership mean to you?
1: You know, I think leadership holds true to believing in yourself and your abilities. I believe everyone is a leader, um, and they have leadership qualities. The hard part is to sometimes tell yourself that you're a leader. A lot of times people may not think that they are a leader, but the moment that you believe that you are a leader, that's when your true leadership qualities can um, come out. So leadership to me is believing in yourself while also trying to influence other people's lives um, to show them that they can be a leader and go through positive change and just help their community around them.
0: So you grew up in Pell, Iowa. Where did you go to school?
1: I attended the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh.
0: Oshkosh, like Oshkosh-Bagosh.
1: Oshkosh-Bagosh, the the baby, known for the baby clothing and um, stuff like that. So I'd always get, you know, funny jokes from people that like... At the place that makes all the baby clothes and everything, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it is."
0: <laughs> so what? What did I mean? You're you're athletic. You played baseball, football. I mean, you played everything growing up. What you end up doing in college?
1: I decided to pursue track and fields in college. Um, so I competed in the decathlon and ran four hundred hurdles. Very good.
0: That's uh, decathlon.
1: <laughs> not an easy, uh, not an easy competition. No, it wore on my body pretty did good. <laughs> <laughs> did
0: you enjoy the? Uh, the pole vault is what's, you know, I've always, I watched that and I think, holy cow. I mean, that's kind of.
1: Yeah. So growing up in like in Iowa, like we never had pole vault, um, anything really? like that. So yeah, it was completely new to me when I first got to college my coach basically handed me like a 14 foot pole. You get this narrow <laughs> runway and you have this tiny little box and you, he said, just run as fast as you can, stick it in there and uh, shoot yourself up. And I was like, I've never done this before. Like this is insane, but I fell in love with kind of like the process of teaching um, myself and learning, you know, how to do everything. Um, it was actually one of the events I enjoyed learning how to do the most and fell in love with it. But I would be lying to you if I told you I was freaked out when I first got that and was like, there's no way I'm getting myself up over this.
0: Oh cow. So what was your major there?
1: Uh, I started out as a business major, but then I switched um, and graduated with a degree in human services leadership.
0: Which is, it's an interesting degree. So what did you at that point? What did you hope to do at some point? And and maybe even as we sit here today at twenty three, I mean, what do you hope to do? Say in the next few years?
1: I would love to start my own nonprofit for what you know, whatever idea comes into my mind. I have a couple, you know, that I have right now, just from ideas that I've seen, um, organizations I've been a part of, um, stuff that I'm just passionate about. So it is my goal one day to start my own and run my own, but. My goal is to just, you know, be as open to just learning as I can through multiple different areas so that I can, you know, best prepare myself for, for that one day. But then just asking a lot of questions, learning from people that I respect and trust and um, see in the community of the nonprofit organizations and um, yeah, just seeing and the wisdom that they have. This is J.R. Buckner, president and CEO of First Federal Bank of Kansas City. We hope you're enjoying this week's conversation For this week's Student Spotlight, I'd like you to meet one of the students in our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. My name is Avery Ward, I go to Piper High School and my favorite thing about C10 is getting to meet new people and make new friends. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is proud to make a donation this week to the Post High School Scholarship Fund for seniors in the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. If you'd like to join us in this effort to give our future leaders an opportunity after high school, please click on the link in the show's notes. Now back to this week's conversation.
0: You've been with Wilderness Trek the last two summers. Mm-hmm. You're going to be with them again this year in a little bit different role, but let's look at the last two years where you're leading groups on trail numerous times throughout a, throughout the year. You end up with us, but what's it like trying to, I mean, you, you're you you're taking groups that, there might be groups that have done it before, might be groups that are familiar with backpacking and camping, and, and then you've had a few groups, like and, and ours will fit into this category, but You've had groups that have no clue what they're doing, really. How do you get everybody on the same page so quickly?
1: You know, the the best thing to do in that situation when it's completely new and it's foreign to them, uh, you just have to make it sound as exciting as possible. And to some people, you know, exciting might not be, you know, camping in the woods or getting water from a creek, um, you know, cooking your food over a tiny little stove like that, but... The more that you can make it sound enjoyable and sound excited and give a happy expression when you're out there um, and just, you know, set an expectation up at the front that it's going to be fun. Everybody's going to do it together like nobody's going to be left out. We're all a part of a team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, giving everybody a specific role in that, you know, it kind of like unites us of like, you know, I can't do this without you and you can't do this without me. But we all have to work together. So, you know, it automatically just like binds us right at the beginning.
0: And I'll just say we had a wide range. We had, again, we had from our student standpoint, from our nine students, we had some that for the most part had never done anything like this before. Didn't know they could do anything like this. And, and you're at altitude and it's grueling. And and because of the forest fires from last year, trails were a little bit different. And, and ours, and I'm not, this isn't a complaint, but it's just, we had a pretty steep first day. And so if you're not used to it, you're going all out just right from the outset. And we had a couple of people that early on struggled a little bit. You got you and Callie, as the leaders of the group, just kept everybody motivated, kept everybody going and and offered encouragement. How much does that help you guys when you're able to get and I'll just say it, in, in, in this case, it was some adults that were struggling. And so people who are basically your parents' age, if not older, you're able to get them on the same page with everybody else.
1: Encouragement is huge out on trail. You never know who's doing well or doing bad. Like, yeah, you could see um, like physical signs of stuff like that, but just offering words of encouragement all the time, one lifts you up and two, it lifts them up. And I believe positive encouragement is contagious. And if you do it and you see other people doing it, you know, kind of the whole group joins in and you just keep building each other up and you just create momentum and stuff like that. And so it it really helps when you're feeling down or um, you're not feeling strong in that in that moment. But if you have a community behind you that's pushing you, you know, to keep going, you know, really makes you feel better. But then also my biggest thing is I don't want anybody to be miserable out there. I'm not going to make anybody feel miserable out there. But I do want to push you because I believe, you know, you don't grow, being comfortable. I just want to get to the point where you have to push a little bit harder and figure out something within yourself to just keep going a little bit more.
0: As we record this, tonight you had a chance to spend time with eight of the nine students that went and all the adults. I mean, it was, it was amazing to see that on a quote-unquote reunion such as this, only one student, only one person overall couldn't make it. And it's only because she had something planned well in advance and couldn't get out of it. But that says a lot to me about You guys, and just the way you led and the way that that the group took to what you guys were doing, Pell is over three hours from here. So it's a little closer than some of the groups that are coming from Texas and New Mexico and Arizona, wherever. But do you do many of these reunions with with
1: groups? Uh, No, this is my first one. (laughs) So yeah, I've never done a a reunion or anything like this. The only reunion I've done is with a couple of the guides um, after our first summer, but Yeah, in terms of meeting with the group again, this is my first.
0: So why'd you want to do it?
1: Because I I just saw something really special in this group. Um, There was something special just about the kids, about the leaders, just something I saw in your guys' organization that I kind of just like fell in love with right away. Um, I just knew hearing how you guys talked, seeing the attitudes from the kids, conversations I had right at the beginning, you know, helping them with their packs and stuff like that, I was just like, this is going to be an awesome trip. Like I, I know it is. I had a really good feeling. And after the week was done, I kind of just had this moment of like, I need to stay in touch. I need to reach out there. There's more for me to learn. There's more relationships I have to cultivate just to get to know people better and stay in touch.
0: Which is, and we told the students this tonight, that it says a lot about them and it says a lot about their mentors, I think. That yeah. uh, and, and frankly, it says a lot about their parents and guardians and and all that. But tonight, we went around the room and we had each student talk about what was most impactful to them. And and some of the answers were not being with their phone for a few days, and that's big for a lot of us. And and I've learned a lot of lessons from that myself, not being with it for you know Monday through Thursday basically. What did what did you take though, and and how did it make you feel as they're going around the room and talking about what was most impactful to them?
1: One of the things that I just kept hearing over and over again was just like relationship building. So when you are kind of out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, you don't have a phone or you might have a phone, but it doesn't work. And all you can do is take pictures on it. So it's just a glorified camera. All you have, instead of not looking at a screen, is talking and playing bocce ball with rocks or playing mafia, you know, with a 52 52 playing cards or you're just sitting around a fire having a great conversation and stuff like that. I just think it sparks relationship building because you have nothing else but the people you're out there with and it automatically makes your priority them right away.
0: You know, one thing about this trip, going into it, I didn't even know what to expect from it, but each day the whole group spends hour, hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes basically in alone time. And a couple of the students talked tonight about how they still do that. It could be for Wilderness Trek is faith-based, so time with God. It could be time reading scripture. It could be time in prayer. It could be time journaling. And not all those students that went uh, have a faith background. And so for some of them, it was maybe thinking through leadership, maybe thinking what a gorgeous mountain this is in front of me, or lake, or whatever it might be. You're doing it all summer, and you're spending time that hour, hour and a half yourself every day what has that meant to you over the last couple summers
1: Mm. it's it's actually been one of my um, biggest struggles and Mm. you know talking with you know mike my boss for the summer and stuff like that and just you know other guides like we just share you know kind of like what our struggles with the alone time is actually one of the things that i struggle with the most i I wouldn't say i'm i'm people dependent but i love hanging out with people and i love conversation and when i You know, sometimes don't get to do that. And when I'm out in the middle of the wilderness and I'm, you know, responsible for, you know, 13 people who may not have, um, you know, the experience that I do out there, I kind of get distracted with I I have to be the protector, I have to be the provider. What does a group need now? What is the group going to need two hours from now? So I'm, I'm always going through, running through scenarios in my head. So it's hard to, you know, take a step back from that and focus on myself. But what I've learned is I can't give if I don't have anything to give. And so so taking that time to myself and just learning how to recharge my own battery so that I can pour into others as much as I can is most important. So taking that time to really just like fill my mind and fill my heart with scriptures and prayer and just time to just soak in um, some sun, maybe like take a little like 30 minute nap because sometimes I need that too. you know, kind of just doing whatever I need in that moment to recharge myself, fill myself back up so that I can, you know, continuously keep pouring out and providing to others.
0: So as we, as we wrap this up, Avery, we, we typically start this asking the person to tell us about their 17 year old self. And then we, we end it by saying, what would you go back and tell your 17 year old self? Jameson, who you have met and gotten to know, kind of tweaked it. We did some podcast things with our students last year, and and Jameson kind of tweaked it to say to one of the teenagers, okay, what would you say to your 57 year old self? So you're obviously a lot closer to 17, so I'm not going to 17. What would you, what do you hope to be able to say to 57 year old Avery?
1: I hope you're still chasing adventure and. Ceasing at every opportunity you have to cultivate a relationship with other people. So don't hesitate at any opportunity that sounds exciting.
0: Perfect. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for coming down this weekend. Again, it was... We see the students on a weekly basis and it's really cool and, and to get this group together was neat. But then to have you here at, uh, and to hear the laughter uh, from the group and just to relive some of that, it was a lot of cool uh, experience. And we just... We thank you for taking care of our group uh, for that week, uh, you and Cali and uh, Paul and Mike and the whole team with Wilderness Track. It was great. And and we look forward to doing more in the future. We may do our college students this summer and then we'll go every other year with our high school students. And that's a great testament to you as well, because if it was a crummy experience, we wouldn't want to do it again. So we (laughs) we thank you for that time as well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. And um I'm excited for my first trip to KC. I hope there's many trips back in store. So I'm just excited. Yeah, to hopefully see you guys again here and um, hopefully out in the mountains again too.
0: And so I'm I'm just going to add this in case you're thinking, well, what did they do with Avery today? So he came in early today. Again, we're recording this on Saturday. Came in early today. He was able to have lunch with one of our board members at Q39. So we got some barbecue. Uh, We did about a nickel tour around... Downtown, and uh, drove by the you know the 18th and Vine area where the old stadium was, and and just kind of toured some things. And so that was uh, it was all fun. You got to watch the Chiefs with some Chiefs fans this afternoon, tonight, right. and then spend some time <laughs> with the kids. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, let's let's get you back here sometime in the spring or summer. Would love to. Well, that does it for this episode of the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we hope that you'll leave a favorable review on your favorite podcast platform. If you didn't enjoy it, or you have other comments or suggestions for potential guests, you can click on the comment link in the show's notes. We drop a new episode at the end of every week, but be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an interview. And if you or your company would like to help underwrite this podcast, let me know. Until next time, this is Matt Folks for the CU in the Major Leagues Foundation saying be safe, And take care.